Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. It's time for testimonies. Hallelujah. Yes, we are here to tell the world that the Lord has been good to us. He has been gracious to us. Hallelujah. Please, if you have a testimony, just come around. Please, we invite our brother Isaac. Please, let's welcome him with a round of applause. Briefly. Amen. Hallelujah. Me da nyami ase. Eni pempenso ni mabedri. Ena me da efiha mpenyo foni ase. Papa, may God richly bless you. Me ko amanye bebre mo how mo ba me share me brother Richard. Ah, drama no. No ni me kan asem kakra. Efa ni life on trail me. Na me sumi kan me dia trail no. But the year was 2017. Now me face a hope on new work because it should be buyer, it should mean be a free a buyer. I was standing on the altar. It says I'm a general paper and I'm saying I'm too young to say I'm a police for the farming. I said I'm going to see you, but cock water bed you. But me buyer still I'm saying oh, all hope is lost. I don't have any God left anywhere. Nyameji mama atunchen diena make anono, but. I'm sorry, all right, dear. But still, I'm a tinamon tinamon, and I'm sure I'm a brown or can't send tremor. And to honor a first person or inviting me, I'm sorry, I say, for the time we didn't see, I'm sorry, Danny, me call her, I'm so bad, second time, I'm babium, no, me wahoa, me name the panny number, and the panny friend, me tremor, me say, a jume be war, but per se, me ye be be man, I'm simpacho, me nimo, then a person may a man, or no sister me a sure say, me genia me di. Inquadia, obey a mammy, I'm seeing a media mijini di fan. Me wa juan or so di me bukusqua me pe. Me wea SHS or St. John's, minya admission all legal, but let's skin if he. Or so di me bukusqu free, obeshe me free. Be beer here, me. And I'm still none, I was still denying. Say, I don't know you, and I don't know the person I'm talking to. I know, see, God said I should do this for you. I know, see, me see me dasi, yame shrow. I was there, me nini pakure chene mi fi mi wano ba mami yo. Ano si school fees ni weni weni nti miku school still a make a miku school feel free. Mi fi yame ena make a say nyaku pon onshramo na nyame shrao oma unkwa oma o me ma fi yao papa nyame shrao oma no na aduna wa osono endorse enye kese ne fa ni amakese oh dubai school community amen. Hallelujah. We have another testimony, a powerful testimony. So we'd like to welcome our brother Solomon. Solomon, please come. Hallelujah. Amen. Solomon wants me to speak for him. So hallelujah. Get closer, please, Solomon. Amen. So this is our brother Solomon. Solomon has two testimonies. Hallelujah. Amen. He says that I thank God for my life. Some weeks ago, I had a dream. And in the dream, a dog bit my hand. After three days, I had a severe sore that won't heal. I came to tell Papa, and Papa prayed for me. A week or two later, the sore healed. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we have a look at the sore? This is the sore. It's healing. Can we see it? Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, his other testimony is, Secondly, I was asleep, and in the night, I had a panic attack. 
immediately i woke up i twisted my right arm i came to church one wednesday and papa prayed for me during the service beloved after some days the pain left thank you jesus for healing hallelujah exactly let us see ah, hallelujah glory to god hallelujah thank you solomon thank you hallelujah amen if you are in this church don't take the word for granted because the word is working hallelujah tell your neighbor the word is working the word is working hallelujah it's time for the announcements Oh, please, we have a testimony by Brother Peter. Please, let's welcome him with a round of applause. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Our God is good. Three weeks ago, whilst the enemy had orchestrated for Papa's accident, I was also on the hospital bed. Amen. I traveled to Kumasi the very day you left for Kofudra. I got to Kumasi Friday. I went to my normal routines, check up in Kumasi with my clients. Saturday, I visited my, so I had some few meetings and engagements, so I had to attend them as well. But after closing from town on Saturday, I felt some very funny, funny things in my system. So I quickly went to one of my friends who is a pharmacist, and he said he wanted to check my sugar level. Amen. According to the machine, that test sugar level, I was running 38.9. Once he saw it, he said he wanted to take me to a mina immediately. I said, I mean, for what? He said, look, you've passed the dangerous even lane. I can have kidney problem as I stand. I can have a blackout immediately. It can affect my kidney. He spoke. I was just looking at his face. After he finished, I told him, I'm going to Accra. He said, don't even try it. But you see, God in the last few years of my life has given me the ticket to trust him every time on the way. Amen. When I first had my... God blessed me with a boy. My wife was working with World Vision International in Tamale, Sabulugu to be precise, 25 kilometers from Tamale. 1 a.m., my wife called me from Tamale. I was in Accra that Kobe has had asthma attack. Amen. I immediately told her, my son cannot have asthma. I put up my phone and straight I went to bed. No woman will accept it. I understand. Amen. But I was not reacting to what my wife said. I was reacting to the verdict. Amen. 1 a.m., one of the colleagues rushed Kobe to Tamale Hospital. The next day, Kobe was tested, and the doctor asked, who brought this boy here? There's nothing wrong with him. Take him home. Amen. Secondly, when my, so my second daughter was about to, my wife was about to give birth to my second daughter in Kumasi, a Mencia to be precise. Somehow, somehow, the nurses who were on duty, I don't know what happened. I had to drive my wife three times to the hospital. Then they would tell her, oh, call, your time is not due. It was left with one hour for me to lose the daughter, my daughter. Amen. I knew the head of Benshia, um, so I called him and he quickly came. If God had not sent him, I would have lost my daughter and my wife. When babies are born, all of you know how babies look like. But my daughter was very dark. Amen. When this pharmacist friend of mine told me this, I heard the voice of the man of God. Amen. My brother here said, God is here. But I pray that God open your eyes where you are for you to see what is here. I've met the man of God and he knows most of my rounds that I do because I do communicate with him. People of God, if you don't know that God is here, then you've missed it. Amen. If you don't know that God is here, you've missed it. I drove from Kumasi on Sunday with 38.9 sugar level. I drove to Accra. The next day, I called the doctor who normally attends to me anytime it is called for. Once I got to the hospital, I was detained. I told the doctor, I beg, hurry up. I want to go home. He said, no, you can't go. I said, you finish yours. He did what he wanted to do. He left after two hours. 
He said, what did I do? I said, yeah, I was, you gave me this bed. But my bed is bigger than this one. I want to go home. He said, Peter, you can go home. Amen. People of God, I want to share this with you. It is time we take this house very seriously. Amen. By the grace of God, Papa knows where I'm coming from. Amen. I have had the privilege with, by walking with the men of God in this country. Amen. But I want to tell you this. There are men of God who are called. There are men who are chosen. Papa is not called. He's chosen. When God calls you and you refuse to heed to his calling, he can call another person. But when you are chosen, he is the one who leaves you what to do because he chose you. You think Abraham never did wrong? Check the records of Abraham. Amen. Today, three weeks after 38.9 sugar level, I say to the glory of God and by his own mercy, as of this morning, I'm 7.2. Most of you who miss the midweek service, I encourage you, don't miss it the next time. I say this because in the few years of my life, by God's own grace, what he has showed me, the little he has showed me, as he engraces me day by day. You cannot come to your father once a week and then your junior brother or your junior sister who comes every time, very soon, the difference will be clear whose attention your father would take. Amen. When God blesses anybody who came here today or who enters this place today, as human, you say, God is no respecter of persons. Amen. Today, I want to encourage each and every one of us here. It's not about the numbers. Forget about numbers. Amen. Forget about the numbers. God will build his own church. But I promise you by the Spirit of God this day, if you have a diary, write it. If you have your phone, open the notes section. Very soon, by the time you come here, this auditorium is going to be full. You know why? God will announce his own church. Amen. God will announce his own church. And I tell you, if God has done it for me, he will do it for you. To God be the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Kindly let us know what the Lord has done for you. Send us um, a message. Send us an email telling us of how good God has been. We thank God for this great opportunity. It's a blessing. And I believe you're going to be really blessed tonight. Turning negative situations around. Hallelujah. Badosko. How to turn negative situations around. Say amen. Now, you must make a very deliberate effort about your life. Nothing happens by chance. And if you ever chanced on anything good, once you chanced on it, you will lose it by chance. Everything that is durable takes time to build. And also a lot of care so when you see highly successful people, their lives are a compilation of many deliberate efforts. People today are not just today. They are not just people today. People today are people made from yesterday. Whatever you see today is as a result of what has been and what you will see tomorrow is as a result of what is happening. So, you just have to really 
do your best. Because you see, with the word of God, you are able to turn all circumstances around. The word of God is very powerful. Amen. And it is able to turn every negative situation. Hallelujah. Yep, that's how we say it in few. It's me, Danny. Hallelujah. Sometimes you find yourself in very complex situations. And indeed, once there's life, there will be tough times. But how? How do you turn those complex situations around? Are complex situations dead ends? No. Over the period, we've seen many times when God turned complex situations around for people. People who had received the verdict of death. Now, when a prophet walks to you and says, God says you have prepared your home, you are dying. That is more powerful than a doctor giving you a report. But even that one could change. When you are riding with an army, a group of people, and you meet a sea, you face your sea, big sea, and you look behind you, and your enemies are pursuing you, that is a dead end. But even with that, God is able to turn it around. God is able to make the sea stand like a wall and make people walk through us by dry land. So, the most complex of complex situations can be turned around. Hey, what could be more complex like than a man dead for four days? Rotten. His passport has been stamped in hell. Body decomposing. Recently, I had a revelation which was really amazing. They said Lazarus did not walk out of the tomb. He levitated out of the tomb. And it makes sense. Because they bound, you see, because when he came, he said, lose him. They bind them. They don't bind them like Let's separate. They bundle the dead man all together. So when he said Lazarus come for it, it's like the body lifted and came and put him down like that. And he said, Now lose him. So even the most complex of situations. Now you don't know how miraculous that is because. When Jesus said Lazarus come for it was a, a it was so many things at the same time. The word had to enter hell, had to find the soul of Lazarus, had to pull the soul out with all resistance coming from hell. Pull the souls out. In fact, if you want to look at it critically, when the word was going, angels had to accompany the word. Because angels would have to stand in so that the soul of Lazarus would come from wherever it was. Pull it out. 
then now the spirit has to enter the body. The, it means whatever killed him had to be repaired, which means that he had to come back with new organs. Good. The body was decomposing. Flesh had to form again. Blood had to ooze out. It's, it's so complex. But even with that, Jesus, the word, was able to turn it around. So, you see, it is just patience we don't have. And perhaps a lack of understanding of the word of God. Sometimes we meet challenges in our finances. And we meet challenges in our health. And we meet challenges in our education, in our lives, and in marriage. And you come to this challenge. And it's so difficult. Very complex. But how are you going to turn these things around? Amen. People are in debt. People have received diagnoses that <coughs> have sentenced them to death. Yeah. I mean, there's a diagnosis when you receive that. Thing. One time I had a mate of ours of birth recently. I thought, oh, this guy, 33 years old, what happened to him? So I just said, let me go on his page then it's very sad i mean i go on his page then i saw that earlier he had told someone was checking it's been a while since we had him said, oh the doctor said i have so so and so infection but uh, but then he said he's getting better but <laughs> never got better i mean obviously so sometimes life can life can really be complex but with the word of God, cheer up. Say, you have overcome the world. You have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So how do you turn negative situations around? Remember, a teacher is someone who teaches you how. Amen. Number one. Identify your issue. Amen. Say, oh, how be now so free so how man? Then I'll be to me a yafan. Niedikai. Unsel on sabe so problem me. Am I saying it right? <laughs> Identify the issue you have. Very much. Identify the issue. This is the problem. Because people don't want to accept issues. Faith, eh? Your faith is better, operate, better in operation when you know what is wrong. Okay, Jesus is passing one day. Son of David, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. 
Then the blind man walked and said, how can I help you? Then he says that. You see, it's obvious. If a blind man walks to you and says, help me, what, what, do you, what is the help? And you're a miracle worker. It means he needs his help. But you know, it's not every time that it's like that. I was sure when I heard this story, one time, a pastor did an altar call. Okay? And I think a blind man, a blind man walked forward. And he asked the man, what do you want? Then the man said, I want to be married. The blind man said he wants to be what? Married. When I will say, oh, 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 so you can't, you can't give, you can't conclude on someone's problem. You, you think he needs sight. He says, no, he's feeling cold at night. He needs a wife. What is your problem? So what you think is the issue may not be the issue. So he asked, son of David, son of David, have mercy on me. 39. And David when he rebuked him, he said he should hold his peace, but he cried so much. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. 40. And Jesus stood and commanded him to be brought to him. When he was crying, he asked him, he asked him, he asked him. 41. What will thou that I do unto thee? Because it could be that this man wants rent. It could be that he wants a wife. It could be that he's married. He doesn't have kids. No, it's not everybody you try to heal. Because maybe the person you are trying to heal is using that deformity to make money. So he's okay. Most crippled people, if you try to heal them, they'll fight with you. Because that's, they are millionaires on the on the wheels. So if you dare, if you try, they'll give you a knock. <laughs> if you like one day say you are an evangelist and go to church and try and say in the name of they will give you a dirty knock, you will never be okay. Who has sent you? Nobody has sent you. He didn't say he wants to walk. He says he needs money. If he wanted to walk, he would go for miracle meetings. So, son of David, son of David, help me. He says, what do you want me to do? The man now has to identify his issue. He's going to have a turnaround. He's going to encounter a turnaround, but he has to have a definite need. Now, people like, you know why people never get answers to their prayers? They don't know how to single out issues. They bundle problems together. Oh Lord, I need a wife. I need money. I need this. I need money. I need no, 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 no. It's a double-minded person can never receive anything from God. What is your list of issues? You have marital issues. You have financial issues. You have put all on the plate. What can you go for first? What can your face, your faith, reach out for first? Maybe your faith cannot solve the marital, but your faith can solve the money issue. Maybe if, you, if the money issue is solved, the marital one will be solved because money answered all things. So it maybe it's money you need. Another, your wife is stubborn. 
hope I'm, I am. I hope I'm doing well. So, what will you have me do for you? Then the guy clearly states. What would thou have that I do unto thee? And he said, O Lord, that I may receive my sight. Simple. This man knows what he wants. He wants a turnaround. He has identified the situation. Some people have situations they don't want to accept. This is the condition. Lord, this is what I need you to solve. Because your faith and your confession is very important. Now, when you when your confession is not addressing the issue, for instance, someone is sick. Faith does not negate the fact that you are sick. Do you get it? You are sick that you have faith doesn't. The thing is there. You must come to the reality. Okay, this is the condition. How can I get out of it? Lord, what do we do? But see, the person, the person knows he's sick. So today he says, hey, I'm not sick. Then tomorrow he says, hey, my leg, I'm sick. Then tomorrow he says, hey, this sickness will disturb me. Then the next one he says, in the name of Jesus, I am fine. No. Someone says, I am rich. We come to Jesus and say, I am rich. I am rich. But when you live here, you know you are not rich. Accept the fact that I am rich. But Lord, now, 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 as I stand here, my problem is money. I am rich. But the Bible says, by faith. But right now, I don't have money. How do I get money in my pocket? I have a job. I receive it in the name of Jesus. By faith. By faith. Then right now, should I work or should I not work? Because it's hard. If you don't identify the problem, you can never turn it around. Because if you don't identify, it's like there's no problem. If there's a rat in your house who moves, if you don't accept the fact that there's a rat in your house, how can you catch the house, the, the rat? You can't. You have to first agree there's a rat and now look out for the procedure to catch the rat. Am I teaching? So, I need my sight. My problem is I cannot see. My problem is, Lord, I'm sick. My problem is, Lord, there's this problem. You are not confessing to the devil. You have come to your father and you are telling your father this is the issue and this is it. The, the fact that the man confessed to Jesus that I need my sight doesn't mean that he didn't have faith. If, it showed that he had more faith because if you cannot confess, you, once you are confessing, that it means you believe he can do something about it. So don't feel weak when you go to God with a weakness. Don't feel like you are being defeated when you go to God. It's Satan, you should never confess your defeat in front of him. But when you stand in front of your God, you must speak it because he knows everything. Even Jesus did not know this man needed a sight. He knew. He knew it. So when you stand before God, you confess it. Say, Lord, this is the issue. Your heart accepts the condition in front of your God. When Satan knocks on your door, you don't accept to Satan. But when you talk to your God, which I like what Brother Peter said, in front of the doctor, 
No, thank you. It's not real. But when you go to your God, you say, Lord, this is the report. This is the issue. Don't confess it in the devil's face. Confess it to your God. Accept it with your God. The prophet said, this man will die. He didn't go and go and try to play around. He said, God, remember. He knew the condition. He knew what had been said. He said, Lord, remember. One time someone sent me a message. Someone said, this member of your church, there's a prophecy, the person will die, pray, or the person will die in March. I told the person who told me the prophecy, he won't, she won't die. I negated it. But I did not go and sleep. When I came, I said, has she paid her tithe? They said, I said, give me the phone. They said, she had paid her tithe that evening. I lifted the phone in front here. And I lifted the phone. I said, I said, Lord, your daughter has paid her tithe. She cannot die. Yeah, because it was a true prophecy. Her name was mentioned. Her date or whatever had been mentioned. So this is a true. But I said, no, she won't die. But when I came to her, I said, this is the condition. But remember your tithe, the tithe of your daughter. And we case close. They said March. We are still we are in what? Entering September by the grace of God. No prayer meeting. I never called her. I never asked. I never told her this is the prophet. It was later, some months after I said, this is what he said. And she was laughing. He said, that man was a very wild man for me. Identify the issue. Are you here? Number two. Be deliberate about what you are doing. You don't like what you are seeing. There's a problem in your life. You don't like it. But you are not acting like you want to solve it. You find people, Brother Peter, who are in serious problems. And it's like they are coming to church, they are not coming. It's like they are praying, they are not praying. They hope that some way, somehow, Things work out. People who have financial challenges, like they are giving, they are not giving. No. No. Hey, if you have a nail and you have a hammer, where would you hit the nail if you want to drive it into a wood? Will you hit the side? Will you hit the, the down? What do you do? You hit it on the head. When you have an issue and you've accepted, you know this is the issue. Be deliberate. Be what? The guy knew Jesus will heal him. So he couldn't see you. But he said, he said, I will position myself where this man passes. And when he is passing, I will scream on top of my voice. Deliberate, no, oh, offer, and they won't catch any same No, no, that's a one caswa. Obefaha, offer, okay, Mr. Metzen, her turn. Yes, way, yes, way, Obami, bro, Obami, bro, Otimusa. Tell Jesus himself, what is the problem? Very deliberate. You see, when you want to solve a problem, let everything in you go after the answer. I'm telling you, when I said I'll do ministry, 
Brother Peter, and the church was not growing. Hey! I became wild. I became very, everything in me. Everything in me. Say a retreat, I'm gone. Prayer fasting, I'm there. When my finances were not working well, and I said, Lord, there must be everything in me went after the answer. Because I didn't want to knock on any man's door. You, you are not deliberate. If you really want results, like when we put together over a three-month period of your life, we will see that everything you've been doing has deliberately been leading you to the answer you want. But you sleep five times, five days in a week, hope that you will break through with one day. It does not work like that. The woman with the issue of blood said, this is my issue. Now, how am I going to be healed? She sat down and said to herself, if I may just, if I may just get the chance to touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. So she said, when I see the people, I won't look for Peter. Some people don't know how to look for answers. If you are really desperate, look, there's no way that anybody in this church should say I'm broke. That's serious. I find it very interesting when people tell me that. There's no way in this that anybody in this church should say that I am sick. I mean, you can say you are sick, but it cannot stay. Because yes, maybe you work out, you get tired, yeah. But there's no way you can say you are broke. Because there's everything you need to make it is here. You've just not gone for the answer. Like, look at what I'm teaching you now. Do you know the number of people who need this? Brother Timothy, do you think a lot of people need this message? Is it useful? What I'm saying doesn't make sense. Where are the people? I'm teaching you how to turn negative situations around you. Like when I teach you, recently someone gave me, said, I'm selling liquid soap. Please, you can sit down. Said, I'm selling liquid soap. I bought the liquid soap. I said, wow. Then it dawned on me, this person has learned how to make liquid soap. When they called her to come and learn, she didn't take it for granted. She learned it. If someone says, I'm teaching you how to bake. Someone says, I'm teaching you how to become a doctor. I'm teaching you how to become a lawyer. What are you learning? You are learning how to become a lawyer. Are you joking? So if you come to tell your pastor, I'm teaching you how to turn negative situations around. Now, why do you think it's a joke? Because with these keys, you will be put on top of any situation in life. But where are the people to hear? Where are the people who will go for the message after? Where are the people after the service who will go back and watch on YouTube? Where are the people who get on podcasts and watch? Sorry, and listen. They are nowhere to be found. So who is doing who? They, but they will come back on Sunday. Like right now, we receive the impartation. Receive it, receive it. But with, with the, you see, the impartation is the grace. Now, I can impart you. Receive the grace to be rich. It's a capacity. But you must be taught how to handle money. You must be taught the discipline of money. You must be taught the worth of money. That one is teaching. They don't open your mind and put it inside. You are taught. A, B, C. Many children are born, they say, you will be intelligent. 
but they have to be what? Taught. Intelligence doesn't mean the child himself will wake up and say A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No. There has to be a deliberate teaching. They put the child together and say, say A, B, C. Then the child will be there and say, indeed the child is intelligent. If I may but touch, he was deliberate. I'm going. I'm not going to touch Peter. I'm not going to touch Paul. I'm not going to touch who? I'm going to touch Jesus. Which, of his, which part of his body? I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. I'm going for it. There's something in there for me. Somebody must say, look, I am going to gather every single message on prosperity in this church. I'm going to give. When I wanted to break through in my finances, I sat down and looked at the magnitude. Magnitude. The magnitude. Thank you. Magnitude is a new word. Magnitude of the issue. I was still with my friend Richmond, just down here. And I wake up at midnight, and the kind of pressure that was on me, and the kind of prayer I was praying, I noticed I was disturbing the neighbors. Yes. Because tongues now may bono. Obitina will be on tears here. So I said, no, let me leave this place. Else these people will suck me out of this house. Rather, let me look for a place I can really scream. So I called Mr. Oda and my friend. I said, let's go for a retreat. Where? Every, to a place where when I stand and I pray, nobody will come and tell me I'm making noise. Because I need to deal with some things. We went. Everything in me was going down. I put everything on hold because this was a part of my life that I had to really fix. I had to fix it. So I went and I came back with resource. I didn't come back with cash, but I came back with resource. I came back with resource. And this is the result we are in. And this is the resource was taking us to where we are going. Be deliberate. You say you are broke. Have you listened to money matters? Have you listened to it again? How come you've only listened in church? It's not you, you can't listen to it one and say that's it. No. No. You listen to it over and over and over again. And do what it says. Hallelujah. Say I'll be deliberate. She said, if I may but touch. Make up your mind. Yeah, we are still on being deliberate. Make up your mind about the change you want. Settle in your heart. If it's ministry, I'm going for ministry. If it's business, I'm going for business. If it's marriage, I'm going for marriage. If it's health, I must see my healing. Hey! You must go for it. That is why sometimes you see people, they, they chase that thing. I remember many years when we started preaching. Oh, I noticed that I didn't have one, even one anointing. Come. When I'm praying for someone, I'll do this. Go! We'll be standing like this. Call a boy, a boy, a boy. 
they will bounce like spring. <laughs> I do this, then they come back. Oh! Go! Then they come back. When I'm preaching, people will be. Let me clean your eyes like that. I said, God, I'm not anointed. Give me anointing. Hey! I began to pray. I pray. Uh, one day I went to a meeting. Do you know what the prophet told me? The prophet said, Young man, you are praying to God for something. He says, I should tell you that it's okay. He will give it to you. I tell you the truth. I lie not. That's what the prophet told me. You are not serious. You, don't, you are not ready to have it. The prophet said, You are praying to God. Even my mother said, It's too much. It's okay. Why are you? Then, so when the prophet said, My mother said, You see, I told you. Come in. Prophet, you, you see, I told you this, that God will do it. Just hold on. I said, No. It was after that I realized. Hey! Midnight, all night, I said, God, give me this thing. Give me this thing. Give me this thing. Yes. You are not deliberate. You are not deliberate. What's I What's when you have brain, so I say we need brain. I did you pet. You want healing, but it's like you don't really. What what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? It's like you're okay. If it comes fine, then no God doesn't say a double-minded person will never receive anything from God. You want a shop, let everything in you go after the shop. It's not that you think about it today. And tomorrow you say, okay, when the time is right. Oh, the time was right last week. The time was right last year. You are not in the right timing. Yes. Hey. You want the land, go for the land. As now, every time I'm working, everything in me is looking for a land for this church. Oh, as I'm pacing about, say, where's the land? I'm sniffing lands. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. We are number what? Number three. Speak to the Lord about it. In your deliberations, go to God. Stay with God. Speak to God. Many of us, we never talk to God about our problems. I'm not saying pray about the problem. Huh? There's a difference between praying. I'm not saying pray. I said speak, talk to God. Do you know the problems of Christians? When we have problems, we go to God and tell God what he should do. We don't go to God and ask God what he wants us to do. You are broke. You go to God, give me money, give me money, give me money. No. God, what should I do that I will have money? That's the difference. People who ask questions get answers. People who make their answers already. How can you go and write an exam? And the exam, let me borrow your book. They said, number one, uh, what is photosynthesis? Then you cancel the first question and say, teacher, your question is wrong. Number one, you are rather now setting your own question. 
Number one, what is sunlight? That is how it is. When you go to God and you tell God, you have rather made your question. If you are, if you have a challenge, when, for instance, if I have a challenge, when I go to I say, Lord, what do we do about this? How do we change this? How do we turn this around? How do we get out of this problem? Or how be more corner me obi say radi say radi then na me emphasize or how we move. But Christian, when we wake up, me tremu, me tremu, me tremu, me tremu. You be saying me tremu, me tremu, me tremu, and tremu da. Yes, you moja, yes, you moja, yes, you moja, yes, you moja. Who am I? Um, come, come, me bunny two pay. It won't be let na sa. Okay, you are doing three months. You are doing three months. So I'm bad. May you be a fan. Oh, yes, you do more. Why is he in our show? He's just looking at you. Mommy, you are three months. You. Who cry? I know I can't wait to bet on us as you is. Three months, you do not cry. Oh, my, you are three months. Am I teaching? You are doing so. Why you be a God wants you to come and talk to him about the situation. Because in most of the circumstances, what you need is wisdom. Because the Bible makes us understand that all things are ours. And he's giving us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So, we don't really need anything. We just need the wisdom to assess the things that he's already given to us. So, you are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So, sincerely, all these curses and things we are going to say, it's just, it's just sometimes just that because we are a little backward and people don't want to grow, so we have to go back and really... Re- but the truth is, Brother Peter, a born-again believer, when you wake up, you shake yourself like every curse is broken. Yes, because we are dealing with church members who won't grow. And so every time we say we cut the curse, we break the curse. The curse is broken long ago on the cross. There's no curse again. But it says, the violence shall take it by force. He said, you shall work out your salvation with you. So we are trying to work. You see, sometimes when you are trying to explain mass to a child and it's not done, you now have to use some basic, basic things. Because the YGS one time is not finished. I said, oh, Utu Bakwa. Now it's me. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, that's integration. Oh, okay. One in one. Then you take it back. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, that's differentiation. But a child, you must break it down. Use examples. So we, we you are in church, but we are using backward things to try to explain simple things to you because you don't grow spiritually. <coughs> Hallelujah. Speak to the Lord. (coughs) 
First Samuel. Let's go to First Samuel five. Sorry, Second Samuel five seventeen. Seventeen. But when the Philistines heard that David, that they had anointed David king over Israel, all Philistines came to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hold. 18. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. 19. And David, look at it. And David inquired of the Lord. And David inquired. He asked the Lord. Do you know what Christians do today? They won't inquire. They say, Father, I take them in Jesus' name. I kill them in Jesus. Hey, let's go. We kill all of them in Jesus. You will go and lose the battle. Because the battle is fought with a word. I'll explain that. So he says, and David inquired, asked the Lord, shall I go? When was the last time you asked the Lord? Would be be say ready be be a fan a same way home. And I want to say now, when was the last time you asked the Lord, what about this problem? How do we solve it? Where from it? What is the source of it? What is the root cause of it? How do we deal with it? How? Where is it coming from? Why is it here? Have you asked the Lord? You have concluded and you are praying against something that you have no understanding about. You have concluded and you are worrying, speaking. You see, the realm of the spirit is so sensitive, all right? It's like the realm of the natural. Words elicit responses in the spirit. Can I teach you this? Every word you speak in the natural gives a feedback. Stand up. Sit down. I spoke a word. I said, stand up. Stand up. Sit down. Now, how do you say stand up in error? Chow. Chow. Good. I'm going to speak a word. And I'll see if he will understand. Zauna. Tashi. In house, I'm going to say Tashi. It means stand up. Yankri Tashi. Zauna. Yankri Zauna. Zuka Zauna. No, he doesn't even understand. He's doing it. He doesn't understand. So in the realm of the spirit, someone will say, I bind. But he doesn't know the meaning of bind. I lose. But he doesn't know the meaning of lose. He's using words anyhow. Complicating his problem. Now when you say, I lose the demon. I lose the demon. What exactly are you achieving? Are you losing him to cause more harm? What are you doing? So don't rush to pray. 
Because the words you are going to speak will give you the response. And you have only little words in the realm of the spirit to use. Hey, many times I wake up. One time I had a challenge. Hey, and I pray, God, how do I deal with this? Then I woke up with a scripture. For this reason was the son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. That was the scripture that was going to break that stronghold. So when I woke up, I knew I had one bullet. And I was going to shoot it. And if you are sensitive in the realm of the spirit, you know when you begin to speak in tongues, there's a time where your spirit man comes and when you speak the word, it has a result. So I began to say, Shagabalaba. Then at a certain height of the spirit, I spoke it. And then I knew the thing was accomplished. I had just one shot. Use it carefully. If you have one bullet and they give you a bed that is hopping from here to I don't think you just shoot. You will take your Even if it means three days just to gauge the bed, you will have to take your time. That's how the realm of the spirit is. Talk to God. David inquired. Go back. Second Samuel. Seventeen. No, I think we are on nineteen. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistine? Will thou deliver them into my hand? You are making war without a word. You are fighting the sickness without a word. You see, there are two types of words. There's the logos. That's what is in there. There's the logos. It's in there. He's spoken it. By his stripes we are healed. But that is different. That is different. That is different from you are sick and you go to God in prayer. Then you hear a word. By his stripes you are healed. It's, they are two different things. When my wife was pregnant, one time, we were lying on the bed and I saw a vision. Nathan had grown. He was just about maybe four years. Vivid one. And he was in the corner of the bed. My wife and I were lying down. And he was playing with his toys. That's a, that's a rhema I saw. God has reminded me every time there was a problem. That until you see this picture, know that nothing can go wrong in your family. I hold on to the word. One time, I went to preach. In the middle of the night. Coming back around 1 a.m. <clears throat> and Madri called me. What's happening? Nathan is vomiting. Vomiting? Yes. Hurry up and come. The middle the guys were in the car. I said, okay, prophet. Let me drop you at Atomic so I can rush. After we got to Atomic, before we get to Atomic, I said, no. I am not a healer. If I panic, Satan will get advantage. I said, prophet, let's go. I drove prophet home. Packed. Dropped him, turned, came to drop all these guys. Then I went home. Not panicking. When I got home, I lifted the boy. 2 a.m., 2.30. He just, so weak. Just fell like that. On my, on my neck. And even before I got he had puked again. When I left, I said, Father, I've been doing your work. Thank you that this boy is healed. And I cast every evil spirit out of him. Then, I put him down. He began to smile a little. Then the mother said, let's still take him to the hospital. I said, should we? Yes. I said, okay, fine. 
But all around, I was holding the picture. We drove to the hospital. We got to the hospital, the car park. Then I looked at my wife and said, I'm a man of faith. I want to tell you the truth that if we take this boy, we've come here, but if we take this boy into this hospital, Satan has won, and we will always rush into this hospital. I don't have that time to be rushing to hospital. I'm not ready for that kind of back and forth. So I'm telling you, let's take the boy home. He's okay. Nothing is wrong with him. My wife is looking at me. I say, yes, there's nothing wrong with me. What do you choose? Because I me, mean, I've told you, there's nothing wrong with me. Do you still want us to go? Because I don't want us to go in your mind. Be. Then she's looking and say, let us go home. I said, that's right. We drove home. Next morning, this boy is laughing all around. <laughs> now, how did I have this kind of confidence? Because of what God showed me. Many things happened. I just remember this picture. That's my rhema. You must stay with God till he gives you a rhema. He gives you a word of your prosperity. When I'm descending down the mountain, he said, I've given you two angels. One is called favor. One is called grace. They will help you get everything you need. Hardly do I carry cash, but I never lack. Never lack. Never lack. Never will lack. That's my rhema. Stay with God. Talk to him. Talk to him. Lord, how do we do this? David inquired of the Lord, shall I go? Will thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said, now, we are reading the Lord said, but it is not to me. This was to, this was David's rhema. This was David. So what has the Lord said about your prosperity? What has the Lord said about your healing? What, when God says it, that's it all. Because the battle, eh, it, we are warring with the word. The weapons of our warfare is the word of God. Can I show you something? Look, let's finish it. And the Lord said unto David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thy hand. What does it mean? It means that I will I would definitely give me amplify. David inquired of the Lord and said, Shall I go up against the Philistines? You will deliver. Will, will you deliver them in my hand? The Lord said, Go, for I will surely. So with this one, when you get on the battlefield and the people are winning, you don't worry. Because the Lord said, Surely He will put the battle in your hand. There was another man who was going for a war. He understood. How important the word was. So look at this. First Samuel. Am I working this? First Samuel 28.4. Quick. And the Philistines assembled again, still with the Philistines, and came in and encamped at Shunem, and saw God dead all Israel, and they encamped at Gilboa. Gilboa. Uh, five. When Saul saw the Philistines, he was afraid. His heart trembled greatly. He was afraid. His heart trembled greatly. But look at what happened. When Saul, give me King James. Quickly. And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not. He didn't have a word. 
And he knew that without a word from God, he lose. Because you go into the war with the word. Yes. You don't just go. One time, Papa Kenneth again, his wife had cancer or so. And they were, I think, I don't go it out, something, tumor or something. Then they were contemplating what to do. What to do. Then Jesus came and said, let your wife go. She'll be okay. She'll come back okay. Now, when someone like this is going to a big surgery like that, and someone, another person is going and he doesn't, he has not heard anything. Who is worrying with the word? The doctors are working, but she's not looking at the doctor. She's looking at the word. What has God spoken about your business? What has God spoken about this church? The church was not growing. I dreamt. And I saw myself putting seeds in the hands of people. God said, just keep preaching. The church will grow. That is my revelation for this church to grow. We will do many things, but every time I must preach the word. Yes. So, I know as I keep preaching the word, huh? everything will be okay. Now, what is your revelation? This is how, the only way you can turn a situation around, when God gives you a specific instruction on how the issue will be turned around. Because you can't use this key to open every key. Sorry, every door. Am I teaching? Are you sure? Hmm. Now, when you have asked him, what shall I do? Ask him, how will I do it? How? Now, what am I going to do? What is the problem? Now I say, how do I go about it? Go to verse 23. 2 Samuel 5, 23. And then David inquired the Lord, saying, Huh? He said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind. Give me uh, Amplified. Shabadagabadaba. When David inquired of the Lord, he said, you shall not go up, but go around. Now he's showing me how to go about it. Go around behind them and come upon them over the op- over opposite the mulberry of Balsam. Balsam tree is 20, 24. And when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then bestir yourself for then has the Lord gone out before thee, for, before you to smite the army of the Philistines. He didn't just say go. Now he's teaching him what he must do. You know, people don't like to stay with issues. You have a challenge. You say, I want this thing to be turned around. It is not pastor pray for me. There are things that pastor must pray. But you see, there's a point where you yourself, you must change, you must sit up. My teacher. Now, what is the use of all that I'm saying? If you don't go and do it. If you don't go and sit and say, Pastor Mubai said, point one, point two. Have you learned how to write a contract? 
or you don't do, you've not done that. You've not done. Good. But as a lawyer, they'll teach you how to write a contract. Now, when they teach you, what do they give you? Steps. One, two, three. Okay. As a pastor, when I want to officiate a wedding, they'll teach me how to officiate a wedding. Step one, two, three. Now, won't I be a fool if I don't go back and follow through the steps? I'm teaching. It's a teaching. Go and take it step by step. Apply it. You will come back with results. With this key, you can sit on top of any situation. It may take a while, but you will definitely come out of it. You are not happy. Hallelujah. Ask your neighbor, have you heard from God? Maybe that's the reason why you've never been able to win this battle. I believe, as I end, the main issue of us Christians today, we don't want to take pains. We want easy way out. We take things for granted. We don't want to change situations. We leave things to chance. Hey, wake up. Sit up. Stand, stand up and do something about it. That Jesus is in your neighborhood doesn't mean that he will heal you of your blindness. If you are not deliberate enough to cry out. You can be in the midst of all this. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. And people will be receiving their testimony. But if you are not receiving yours, I'm teaching you there's something you can do about yours. Don't sit down and say it will be fine. God is waiting for you to put it to work. If I say it's as well, amen, you are blessed. And after a while, you are not seeing it. You have to check it. You have to check it. Maybe there's something that's not working right. So what is the challenge you're having? Is it a health issue? This church was not growing, Brother Peter. I had challenges with my health. One time I was praying. Then I had Shiloh. Shiloh. I said, what is Shiloh? I'm praying around maybe October. And I had Shiloh. Shiloh. And I woke up in this morning. I want you to go to Shiloh. To do what? I don't know anybody there. I don't know who is going to take me there. I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? He says, if you want an answer, get down to Shiloh. I'm like, wow. I'm going to Shiloh. Immediately. That's one thing about me. When God speaks, I don't delay. I got out of the prayer room. I called Audrey. I said, I am going to Nigeria. Huh? I said, I'm going to Nigeria. Okay. Did my inquiry, papa, papa, papa. And I was on the plane. And I got to Shiloh. And every single answer came. 
all these things we are doing. Kingdom advancement, the prayers we are praying, wearing ties, formal, doing the, I learned it there. Believing God for a big church. I for my once in my life I saw 50,000 plus people in an auditorium. I said, ah, if God can do the what is this our 2000 we are looking for? It is nothing. I have faith for a 2000 seater church right here. It's not that it will come. I have faith for it that it has come already. It's just time that will manifest. And we will see it before we will sit in our auditorium more than 2000 before me, me, Mubarak. I see 40 years. We will, and it's not just one, we'll see multiple venues filled before it will happen. I'm telling you, but I had to go. I had to see it. I had to believe it. Now, if I sat in my house and just cried over that 2,000 CDs tickets, I would not have gone. But I'll still be where I am. Many of us, you'll be, you'll be interested to know God has spoken about that challenge. But you are not willing to do what he has said. A great prophet in Ghana, prophet Nanapokusako, he said, he, 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 God told him to build a potter city and he woke up one day. He said he was just thinking, how will he do this? Then the Spirit of God said, go to South Korea. South Korea? To do what? He says, go and see my servant, Yongicho, to lay hands on you. I'm telling you this, then we close with it. He immediately called a friend and said, I need to go to South Korea with my wife. With the wife and the kids. They took a plane. In obedience, they got to South Korea. Now he says he's gotten to South Korea. How will he see Dr. Cho? So he went to the hotel. He was in the hotel. He said, I'm looking for Yodo Gospel. They said, oh, it is just on the... Fortunately, it was just by the hotel. Showed him. So he... So, you know, he's a big man in Ghana, so he feels that he's a... So he got to Yoido Gospel and he met someone. He said, oh, Dr. Cho is having a special meeting with the missionaries this afternoon. So wait when he comes. But when he told the guy, I want to see the, 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 the guy, he said, me, I'm, a, I'm assistant. I'm a pastor in this church for about 16 years. I've never shook hands with Dr. Cho before. Imagine you want to see me, then you come and see prophets. Like, prophet is the main person that prophet is me. I've never seen him. I've never shook his hand. He said he was discouraged. After church, he wanted to see the man. He went. The bodyguards pushed him. He said, what do you mean? They pushed him aside. He came home so dejected, so frustrated. Then he woke up. He said, said, for the first time, it it looked like his wife was questioning, did you really hear God? So the next one, he went back to the, the office there. They, they showed him the office. Then he went to Dr. Chu's office. Then he told the woman, Madam, the secretary, I am from Ghana. Where I came from is very far. I want to meet Dr. Chu, please. The woman said, It is not possible. You can't. You cannot meet him. He said, Madam, help me. Then he said, He was going. Then the madam said, Come. I need, I can show you something you can do by you meeting. All over the world, people send emails for Dr. Cho. And when he's passing, he will just lay hands on the email. All the prayer, he doesn't even watch it all. 
it's, it's plenty like so when he's passing you see that's what anointing does he just lays hands and they are answered he just lays hands so i beg you you just send an email i will print the email and i'll make sure i'll put it on top when he's passing he will lay hands and let's believe that whatever you came for he said god said that should come so he got but when he was leaving the spirit of god said just send the email just send the email so he sent the email but Peter, guess what when he got to the hotel they said where are you from people from dr cho's office have come to look for it they say dr cho wants to see you he said how can this be he said yes so he went back the people didn't mean he went back and the woman said do you know what happened immediately i received your your letter your email as i opened on the computer Dr. Two never enters this office. But for once in a long time, immediately I opened it, he entered this office. And the first thing he saw was your email. And he read it and he said, I want to meet this man. Yes. That is the extent to which God will go if you make a move. So, Dr. Two said he has an appointment with you 10 a.m. tomorrow. He couldn't believe it. How can you explain this? The woman said, it, has never, it doesn't happen. He doesn't even enter this office. So, guess what? He went to buy a suit. And the suit he bought when he entered the office, it was the same suit Dr. Cho was wearing. And he knelt down. And the woman, the secretary said, since he started working with Dr. Cho, kneel down. He has never seen Dr. Cho put two hands on a man. Especially a man he does not know. But for the first time, he said, said Dr. Cho put all his two hands on this, our prophet. And began to pray for him. He said, when he came back, but the city opened up. I can't, I, there's no time I would have told you about his encounter with Bishop Oyedepo also. But I want to tell you, you must make a move about your condition. I'm staring at something in you. Don't scramble all of them together. Look at the one that is pressing. Say, I'm, me, I watch things change in my life. There are still things I'm believing God to change. And I'm using the faith of what he has changed to deal with those things I'm trusting. But I've watched God change my, my situation. Sometimes when I look at Kumasi Church pictures, I know something is working. Something has broken. How many of you have seen the pictures recently? When I see the people gathered, I say something has broken. As we were here, Chetun Cross 60, Rakambo Kozukobo, midnight, midnight. You see, we are deliberate by the grace of God. When I hear the figures, I know something is working. I present to you your destinies in your hands. Don't say that God is a liar because God cannot lie. It's with a man. It is in your hands. How willing are you to change the situation? You can do something about your destiny. Close your eyes. Say, Lord, I've come to you tonight. This is the beginning. Put a desire in me to receive change. Holy Ghost, touch.
Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.